Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. Nick Sainert. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Enrique Alvarez Cleary. If any of you need anything at all, too bad. Deal with your problems yourselves like adults. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, we are efforting Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald here. Um, I want to talk expectations a little bit. It was announced today that Husker Baseball is picked by the coaches to win the Big Ten Conference. They are number one overall preseason. Uh, Michigan comes in at number two, and Nebraska's first conference series is against Michigan, March 25th through the 27th at home. So that's interesting as well. Uh, The other six throughout, or excuse me, the other five on the preseason list Number one, Nebraska. Number two, Michigan. Number three, Iowa. Maryland, number four. Ohio State, number five. And Indiana, number six. Nebraska is going to get a chance to play, once again, Michigan, March 25th through the 27th. They play at Ohio State, um, at Indiana, and then Iowa comes to town on April 29th as well. So, I mean, when you're looking up and down the schedule, lots of opportunities to get more national recognition if you're Will Bolt and Nebraska baseball so there's a lot of uh, exciting things to um, look forward to when we talk Husker baseball all right let's head to the Honda Lincoln hotline where we are joined by Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald Evan how's it going man are you ready for baseball to to start up hey guys yes I am definitely ready I think uh, you know it's probably a common theme around these parts we're coming off of what what football brought and what men's basketball is bringing um you know hope springs eternal the sun's coming out the temperatures are warming up and yeah it feels like it could be a fun year so definitely ready for the season ahead nebraska was picked number one or to finish you know those big 10 champions and repeat uh i think a lot of people forget that this is going to be will bolt's uh, second full year practically after his his first year kind of got canceled and halted due to covid um, are, are expectations too high? Are you surprised that they picked Nebraska to repeat? Well, it, you know, at, at worst, it's an overcorrection for what happened last yeah. year when they weren't even in the top six and they run away with the league title. So, you know, I think coaches uh, didn't want to get, didn't want to get burned by Nebraska in that way again. So, you know, you go ahead and, and put them as the favorite. Uh, you know, it's I, it, I think it is something of a statement to what Will Bold is is building it is who they bring back because I don't think you can overstate what they lost. I mean, what mm-hmm. Spencer Schwellenbach was as a 
shortstop and a closer, what Keid Povich was as a Friday guy, what all three outfielders were and what they brought to the team as a veteran presence. I mean, it's not like you're you're just moving on from one guy. I mean, there's there are a number of key spots and key roles that are open, and I, and you can certainly make the case that the players that they have trending in that direction will fill those spots, and you can make the case, I, I think, fairly easily that Nebraska could indeed win the Big Ten again, but to to you know predict that ahead of time i think it, it does it puts a lot of credit on the staff that says they believe that, that that his peers believe that those players will be developed that shea shanneman and kyle perry will take that next step and and really be friday and saturday aces uh you know you, you have to believe that that outfield can reload and sort of the lens that i've i've looked at this season through for a while is does is Nebraska ready to be a national program? Because the national programs around the country, they're hit every year by players leaving early for the draft. They're hit every year by pieces of their recruiting class going to the draft, and they still are able to reload, win games, host regionals, make postseason runs. And so if Nebraska can do that, considering the star power and the leaders that they lost, then I think it's a really positive sign that this thing could be sustainable in the Will Bolt era for quite a while to come. We're speaking to Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. Evan, you kind of touched on the pitching rotation. It's going to look a little different. I mean, how how confident are we in those guys? Kyle Perry's fully healthy. Shea Shanneman had a pretty strong year last year. And then you bring in a guy, uh, Dawson McCarville, who will get a start on Saturday as well. And then I believe Braxton Bragg out there to uh, finish up game four this weekend. I mean, how confident do you feel in this pitching rotation, and then don't forget, Colby Gomez is also going to be on the back end. Right. So, I think for I think it's helpful to sort of look at the context of the Big Ten when we're talking about Nebraska. So, as, as I went back and looked at the Big Ten, uh, especially coming off a year when it was a league-only schedule and there were no midweek games, it really became clear quickly that there are not a lot of experienced starting pitchers out there. I mean. Uh, 10 of the, the 13 teams in the league are replacing the majority of their rotation. So sort of in that context, Nebraska technically fits into that where they lost their Friday and Saturday starters. But there's sort of some sneaky experience there, too. I mean, Shea Shanneman and Kyle Perry both have about a dozen career starts to their name. Both of them started key regional games last year. I mean, Perry was the starter when, when Nebraska upset Arkansas, um, and, and Shanneman was really uh, – crucial to them getting to that point with what he did earlier in that day at the regional site. And so, you know, you feel good, I guess, about the, the experience they have. I think Nebraska believes they're both ready to take a step forward. They're both fully healthy, all that. And then McCarville, you know, is another experienced guy who's who's got about the same number of career college starts under his belt. He was, you know, he, he would take the ball to start for a regional team last year at Grand Canyon. So they, you know, he pitched in a regional for that team last year and, and they like his experience and, and his, you know, I suppose poise in those sorts of moments. Um, and then there's just a lot of depth, man. I mean, Braxton Bragg's a third-year guy who's going to get the ball Sunday. They're going to see what he can do. Jake Buns has been in the running. Cody Frank is somebody, I think, who's a, an older guy who could get some midweek looks moving forward. Um, Mason Ornelas, who's a Texas A&M transfer, sort of can be a, a two-way guy, a long reliever or a starter. And then, like you mentioned, you know, Colby Gomez, who was a freshman All-America type in 2019, he's back to that old role. He's fully healthy again. And, um, you know, I, I was the more I've been thinking, too, about the depth, you know, people forget that they have uh, two freshmen who are two of their more highly recruited pitchers in the last 15 years, and Drew Christo and C.J. Hood. I mean, these are, these are both 
top 200 national recruits. And in the past, and if you're, if you're part of a team, if you bring in guys like that and you don't have a lot of pitching depth, then those guys immediately are in the conversation to be weekend rotation starters, maybe the closer. And I think it speaks to Nebraska's depth at those positions that we really haven't heard too much about those guys. Again, not because they've underperformed, but because there are so many more veteran options that they have available. So I, I do think uh, you know, the perception of depth has been there pretty consistently in the offseason, and now we're going to see how that translates into actual games. Sticking with Colby Gomez real quickly, I mean, should we expect to see him a little at first base too? Because at the at the um, first press conference with Will Bull, he mentioned uh, Colby Gomez still can play first base, still can hit. I mean, should we expect a little bit of Colby Gomez at first? Yeah, I think that's the plan. And you know, he he was one of the more interesting uh, players for me in the off season. Again, we hadn't seen him in a couple of years because of injury and things. But after that 2019 season, you know, I can tell you with some certainty that, that Will Bolt and his staff kind of had moved on from Colby Gomez as a hitter. They kind of mm-hmm. felt like he needed to focus on pitching. And, and so, to me, it speaks to you know, what he's done as a pitcher that they would even sort of entertain the idea that he could come back as a hitter and as a first baseman. And um, so I, I think a lot of his playing time on the infield will depend on what guys like Jack Style do. I mean, they like him as a yeah. sophomore uh, coaches have kind of compared him to Scott Schreiber a little bit uh, in, in terms of a guy who has some power when he gets going. He wasn't totally healthy last year, so we'll see what he can do this year. But when Gomez has been at first in the past, I mean, he's you know six foot four, six five. He's been really good defensively. Uh, he showed some power at the plate, and he's another guy who is kind of interesting to me in in how uh, when, when you talk about Will Bold developing hitters. You know, I think back to guys like Luke Roskam last year who uh, was given a different approach by Will Bolton, and it paid off in, in, a, in an all-Big Ten season. I think Gomez is one of those guys who, as a freshman, he said this a couple times where it said, hey, look, I'm going to go to the plate and swing hard because, hey, I might hit the ball, right? And so he's got a more refined approach now. They have him sort of wanting to hit the ball where it's pitched. And so it'll be fascinating, I think, to see how that maturity translates uh, into his offense too. But um, to answer your question, yeah, I, I think we will see him out there, um, you know, in, in sort of a timeshare at first base, and it'll be interesting to see how effective he can be. Now going back to the pitchers a little bit, you, you mentioned Drew Christo and C.J. Hood um, and the, the amount of pitching depth that Nebraska has. Will we see them, you know, here and there, or is it going to be uh, very few and far between, between uh, with their appearances? Well, I mean, it'll just be kind of situational, I think. This first weekend's interesting because you don't typically play four-game weekends in a standard season, and so uh, this is usually the case for a lot of college baseball teams where when you have a, a big, long weekend like this, you're going to see a number of guys. I mean, you're going to see your starters, of course. You'll probably see your high-end relievers a few times, but you're going to have to dig deep in your pen just to, to fill the innings and to get through it, and so you find out pretty quickly you know, who – who uh, can step up when the lights come on and whose who's maybe strong practices translate into the games. And I think, you know, then beyond this weekend, you start getting into midweek games. And that, to me, is where a lot of that depth really shows because if you're really top-heavy but you don't have, you know, that fourth, fifth, or sixth arm, suddenly those midweek games get kind of hairy and they, you're getting into slugfests and uh, they can get kind of kind of ugly and you can drop a few of those. But if you have the depth like Nebraska seems to believe that it does. And you can, you know, if you don't need Christo on a weekend because you have, 
you know, some 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 arms to fill in, and you can pitch him on a Tuesday against Kansas State or on a Wednesday against Corpus Christi or whoever. I mean, suddenly you're in a great situation there. So I, I would expect they're going to get plenty of opportunities. And and as we see every year, you know, if you can show early in the season that you can be consistent, you can. Uh, keep the ball in the strike zone and that you can get some outs, you're going to get more opportunities. And so I think um, at the very least, those guys are going to have the opportunity to show what they can do here pretty early. We're speaking to Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. Uh, Evan, a couple more before we let you go. Well, something that's kind of been brought up with Will Bolt is last year, some of the most exciting baseball was the small ball, was the mentality that this team had. Now this year, it seems like they believe that they're going to be able to hit for power in some instances. I mean, what kind of approach should we expect from this team? Because even if they are allowed or able to hit for more power, I don't expect that their, their small ball and that hard nose mentality is just going to go away. No, I don't think so either. Uh, you know, some of the, some of it's personnel related, right? Like mm-hmm. Mojo Haggy, uh, Jackson Hallmark, those guys were, were really good hunters by the end of their careers and were, were versatile in that way. I think uh, you know Luke Sartori, who's who's probably going to be the center fielder, has some of those traits where he's got the speed and can lay down a bunt and, and do some things like that. Um, but you know, like you said, Will Bolt sort of hinted at this idea that they're going to go away from that a little bit more and, and more toward sort of your major league approach, where you're you're hoping for a big inning and you're not giving away outs and things like that. And some of that's, of course, got to be catered to the personnel that you have. Um, and so I think that that makes a lot of sense. What what Wilbur has often said, and I think we saw this play out last year, is if nothing else, you need to be able to be versatile in how you score as an offense. So if you're going up against a Friday night starter who is pitching on his game, you're probably not going to be able to string three singles uh, together against him and score. But maybe that's a night you swing for the fences and you get a walk and you get a home run and that's enough. Um, and then you have those other games where, hey, the wind's howling in. You're probably not going to be hitting for much power that day. So let's put the ball in play. Let's put pressure on the defense. Maybe maybe they make a mistake, and that's how the floodgates open. So I think that's – even though they're going away from it a little more, I think that the emphasis still has to be versatility of offense so you're able to score no matter the condition, no matter – uh, who's on the bump against you, and and you know that's sort of been the track record of Wilbold offenses at Texas A&M, and then last season at Nebraska. So we'll see, you know, how much that can carry on to this year. But um, early indications are they like what they have, and and that depth theme sort of plays out there too, where you know it, you don't have to go too far back at Nebraska to see, you know, maybe that bottom third of the lineup would be constantly turned over with different guys, different guys. Well, now they feel like they have the depth of hitters. Um, to where even that bottom third of the lineup can impact games. All right, last one before we let you go. I'm curious, how is the kind of the middle infield going to shake out? Because we know uh, we've talked about first base. Max is obviously at third base. Griff is is behind the dish, obviously. But like second base and shortstop, should we expect Bryce Matthews to go back to shortstop? And then where where does a guy like E. Fry Cervantes fit into all this? Mm, yeah, I think Matthews. Uh, you're going to see him at short. He's going to slide over and fill that role that Spencer Schwellenbach vacated. Um, you know, we've seen him, I've seen him practice a little bit and, and he's slick with cool. the glove, man, just like he was last year. I think uh, that's a pretty smooth transition. And, uh, you know, second base, I'm anticipating seeing core Jackson quite a bit. He's a true freshman from Canada who showed a lot of power in the fall, um, really handled the bat. Well, good defender. He's somebody I would expect to see a lot of playing time. 
Um, but they have some luxuries there. I mean, you mentioned Cervantes. He's, uh, you know, he's not necessarily a plus, uh, you know, offensive player with the bat, yeah. but he's really good with the glove. He's a guy who can, you know, he can he can fill in anywhere, basically, on the infield if one of your guys needed a breather or maybe wants to play DH for a, a game or something like that. And you have Cam Chick, who's probably going to be in the outfield. They prefer him to be in the outfield, but he can also come in and play some second base. So uh, that's a priority for Nebraska. You talk about things uh, that matter to the coaches. It's It starts with defense. And so if you, if you have an athletic infield the way that they do, you have a little depth there. Um, you know, that's that's where you start. And then, of course, you, you know, what you can do with the bat sort of adds on to that. But they feel like they have the, the defense um, and the athleticism on that infield to really be a solid foundation for why this team is going to be top 25 to start the year. That's awesome. Evan, before we let you go, yesterday we were bringing up the most random baseball players that we could think of. Ricky Weeks was brought up. Uh, Ryan Howard, who's the most random off the top of your head baseball player that you can think of? Uh, Brad Penny. Oh, that's, that's a good, a good one. one. That is a really, really good one. <laughs> yeah, we that was the whole entire show yesterday. Is we scrapped everything and just thought of the most random players from like 2005 to 2018 that we could think of. So, um, it was a be, good time. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. All right, Evan, appreciate the time, man. We'll uh, definitely talk to you down the road, uh, and, and let's let's have some baseball this weekend, huh? Sounds great. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Talk yep. to you later. Appreciate it. Thank you. That is Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. Um, that got me juiced up. I'm excited. I am. I am ready for for tomorrow. 6:30 p.m.'s first pitch. Uh, we'll we'll continue this conversation and do Nick trivia on the other side. So uh, call now 402-464-5685. It's Husker baseball related. Also related to uh, the regional that Nebraska played in last year. I'll ask you the question after this on the happy hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.